everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Joshua Skoda Podcast. Um, just thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I've, I've uh, talked to some people about who's been listening, and uh, you know they say they've listened to every single one. So it's um, it's great. Thank you. Um, I only know it only from a few friends of mine that listen, but if you uh, you know, if you do listen, let me know. Uh, give me a shout out on whatever social media platform that you're on, and yeah. Um, so to, uh, this episode is with uh, a good friend of mine uh, from high school, uh, John Christensen. Uh, he is a um, Muay Thai fighter and also a personal trainer. He trains in a different different way than some people I would say train. He trains with kettlebells, um, and we you know we get into that. Uh, we also get into his, his Muay Thai fighting, uh, and, um, you know, we uh, rem- reminisce a little bit, I guess, on uh, some high school days, but, uh, you know, it was just, uh, uh, the reason I asked him on is just because I, he, um, he just, uh, he's very inspiring, he's very, uh, his Instagram's inspiring, uh, what he's very positive, uh, you know, I want, I want my interviews to be about, you know, positivity and just uh, letting people know that you're not, you know, you can still do it. You can do whatever you want to set your mind to and stuff like that. So um, that was one of the reasons I asked him. He, and he's just a good guy. He, and, uh, and um, yeah, he's just a really good guy. And it was fun to talk to him, catch up. Uh, he shared he shared a, a pretty life-changing story, too. So um, I was really surprised by that. They shared that, too. So I thank him for that. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, hope you all are doing very very well uh last month of 2020 let's we can do it we can do it um so yeah uh we'll get through this month and then next year uh the sky's the limit for uh, positivity hope all that good stuff so i hope you all are doing very well happy holidays hope you all had a great thanksgiving going keep grinding people it's uh, we're almost there we're gonna do it so enough of me let's get to the episode with john christensen Sweet. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm really glad to be here. I really do appreciate it. It's been it's it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been it's been. I don't. I think the last time I saw you was when I was graduating. High school. Yeah. And then yeah. Was, I mean, we probably bumped into each other here or there. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure we have. Um, but yeah, thanks again for coming on. Um, the reason I asked you to come on was because uh, you're like just watching you grow. Uh, from because you were a bigger guy in high school to now you have, uh, how much do you weigh now like what like i'm fluctuating between like 205 and 210 or so yeah so it's yeah. just like and i like watching your because i mean 99 percent of my friends that i i see now is on instagram and facebook and all that kind of stuff so it, it was just it was just really cool to see you progress from being what you were in high school to what you are now and i'm like that's just, that's incredible like it's very inspiring one and two it like it's almost it made me more motivated i'm like dude this guy can do it i can freaking still do it <laughs> so but and then also you be you're still doing muay thai fighting right is that right yeah correct no, i mean not currently fighting not currently obviously. Um, yeah but uh, yeah i was trying to get a fight um just a few weeks ago it would have been november 15th but then the event got canceled it was in san diego of course um so there's some stuff potentially still open in like Mm -hmm. arizona at the end of december um but i don't know i don't know what the protocols are going to be for the event to happen and all that stuff or if it's going to actually continue to go like we'll see once the holidays are you know happening all that stuff we'll see what the numbers are if they still happen otherwise i've still been training and still gearing up like as if i were to fight um there's just not actually any competitions happening that we can get too easy or anything 
Yeah, that's um my uh so my brother is became a professional MMA fighter, and uh, he's been fighting to get just to get a fight, and he got one, uh, like two weeks ago. But the like a week, like two weeks before the fight happened, uh, they like one of the guys backed out, and then the next guy that they got up, but he backed out too. So it's been like and like he hasn't been able to get a fight all year. To just just for his professional debut, so it's like, I I totally understand what you went what you're going through, and like he's he was like I told him I kind of told him like dude you might as well just call it this year and just like just not even yeah worry about anything because because of everything that's happening and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. I, hear, I hear what you're saying it sucks so yeah and it's out. weird it's like some guys like you can have that mindset some some guys are just like always ready you know it's like if yeah, you stay yeah. sharp and you stay relatively in yeah, shape i mean you sure. can take a short notice fight the only fight yeah. that i'll have had in this year was actually in january i was i took it on nine days notice they mm-hmm. lion fights called me and they were like hey we need a replacement it's in nine days we'll fly you up to vegas can you take this fight and i was on vacation with my parents they're now living out in south dakota so i was like out visiting them and i was like yeah let's go i got a kettlebell here so i can keep working out i can stay in shape and i was just ready to go um but yeah it's just weird like i know some people they kind of want to check out of it but i'm in that yeah. same mindset where it's like i'm pretty sure that 2020 is a wash although if there is something that presents itself and it's relatively easy to do and it's not doesn't cost me too much financially i'll yeah. accept the fight and go after it for yeah, sure but i'm not going to stretch yeah. myself searching for it you know that's yeah, another he, like <laughs> Yeah, his it's hard mindset, work to find it. Oh, for know? sure. Yeah, his mindset is just, it was the exact same way. It still is. Like, he's ready. To, he's still training. He's not, like, hardcore training, but he's still doing everything he needs to do if he is ready, if something comes up. But, like, yeah, he's just, like, he's just, I'm, he told me, like, I'm just going to stay ready and just hope, hope for the best. And if something does, we'll see. But if not, it's just. Well, he went to Rancho, too? What? No, my, so, uh, my, um. My parents divorced when I was a little kid and my father remarried uh, to my stepmom and they had a son, um, my brother, Tyler. Uh, he, the, he lives down, he lived in Salinas for my, my entire life. And uh-huh. then he, uh, I want to say maybe like five years ago, he recently, like when, when he was getting into the train uh, MMA stuff and all that kind of stuff, he was like, I want to say he was like 21 or something like that. Uh, and so he was in Salinas, but, and he would have his fights there. He did. He was like an amateur for maybe like six, six or five fights, yeah. and then uh, he really wanted to take it more seriously, more and up his game more. So he did the the big leap, and he he was like, "I'm just I'm moving to San Diego." I'm like, "Really? Like if we, to fight?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna." There's a gym down there. It's called Alliance. It's his yeah. gym. Um, he's been there for i want to say like three years or something like that living in san diego so he's all about it and he's he's dope he's i i mean i don't know many fighters and i've only seen so like a handful of fighters but like it he wrestled all throughout high school he played football but like wrestling was like his thing he was like it was just it was just like a different like it was like a switch from like you you know football is you know what football is there's something in your head that like yeah I'm gonna beat that like we're all in this together but when you're in wrestling and in a cage it's just you and it, it's only you and this other guy and I could see it switch in his head yeah. like you can see it in his face is like this is like fight or flight here and like I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna beat you so it's yeah like he he had something that I I don't have like in that <laughs> I, yeah. I I was I was like I always I always like tell people like yeah I'm the reason like why he's a fighter so. Because obviously, <laughs> you know, you have an older brother. Too. Exactly. Yeah, I got an so, older brother. It's like when it's you get like, picked on, you're used to it. So it's like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Yeah, well, he, that's the thing. I <laughs> say, so you're just like, it was. It's like, what's the worst that's gonna happen to you? Like, oh, I'm just, you know, may get bloody a bit, but that's it. So, but yeah, um, yeah so, like, so cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, how are you, that's man? How are things? How are things in this crazy COVID world? And, and things you, are going good, man. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm coaching a whole bunch. I've been uh, just uh, I was like just at the beginning of the year. I started working down in San Francisco for a, a bigger chain gym, and like okay. right when I got my schedule set up that I was about to have a full schedule and be training everybody. That's when the lockdown hit. Oh wow! Uh, so it was like 
that just got instantly put on hold. And like, I was already trying to make the online thing happen before, but people were resistant to it because they're like, well, I already have a gym membership. Like I'm already going to the gym and doing all that stuff. So then quarantine hit. And then all of a sudden my DMS were getting just blown up with people being like, Hey man, how do I work out at home? I don't have any equipment. I'm not in, in everybody's mindset. I'm not in that good a shape, which is like, that's all relative. You're in the best <laughs> oh, shape. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Right yeah. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. let's get started. But so once that hit, I was like, okay, like what you were trying to get started before, now people need. So it's like, let's just get back on it. And then since then, um, things have been going really good. I'm doing international coaching through like Zoom. I've worked with a guy in Italy, a guy wow. in Hong Kong, Chile. Um, I've worked with some other people all across the States and stuff like that. Um, it's cool. And then I have some, like I train my landlords, see them four days a week and stuff. So I still have some in-person clients, okay. but much more like the online um, thing. And that's just been, that's just been blowing up. And then I'm now working with this company, actually living the fit. I'm one of their ed- kettlebell educators Okay. and trying to work on doing some more um, full-time stuff, being like a, a podcast host and doing different stuff kind of along the same lines, but yeah. uh, more full-time again, because stuff is remote. Yep. Um, so things are going good, honestly. The lockdown was like kind of perfect storm for what I was trying to do. Yeah, anyway. it's kind of like a like a blessing in disguise almost. Exactly. Some, some situation. I, I feel like I kind of always have that mindset anyways. You know, it's like I'll always look for the silver lining. Mm-hmm. So like with that mindset, I was able to just hit the ground running. But definitely I just like I'm a mover and a shaker, you know. It was like when things got locked down, I was like, that doesn't mean the world's going to stop. It doesn't mean like for sure. everything, like yes, certain things are going to close, but like people still need to work out for mental and physical health reasons. You know, it's like people still need that stuff. So yeah, I'm doing real good, man. That's good. Um, I I had, I had just um, like, this is just like, not like a, like a interview interview, like you see on regular stuff is more like a formal, formal thing. Just like getting like, cause I always, always, like I said before, I, I always find people, people that I meet, throughout my life and like i want to know more about your stuff i want to know more about what you do what you like what do you think about like and how did you get into this because like um when i noticed that you're doing kettlebell workouts like yeah to me kettlebell workout was like what the hell is that thing like (laughs) you just just it's just weight that you just pull up like what do you do with that thing it was like all i can do is like i throw it up and bring it down that's all i do so my question to you is is like how how did you get into that one kettlebelling and like what is is there a, a benefit to it in a way of working yeah. out working out and from like a conditional like traditional workout to like to your kettlebell workouts so like what's is there a pros and cons of that like yeah definitely so um i mean i the reason i love the kettlebell is just cuz it's it's the most functional tool that you can have with a relatively medium-sized kettlebell which is just like a ball of iron with a handle on top you can do any traditional strength style workouts like your typical like five by five like bodybuilding style Mm. stuff any of that like what you would see with like crossfit and olympic bar stuff you can do essentially it's just one-handed or if you have two you do two-handed some movements can be one bell with two hand as well Um, So again, that just kind of shows you some of the diversity of the tool being able to go one handed, two handed offload the weight, which becomes more dynamic and more realistic in the real world. We're typically carrying something like what's cool is I can relate a lot of what we do with the kettlebell to clients that maybe aren't necessarily traditional athletes and they don't know about training and they don't know or necessarily care about that. But I can relate it to being like, when you hold your grandchild or when you're carrying in groceries, when you pick this up, when you do different things. Um, So uh, the functionality and the versatility of the tool just mesmerized me. And just like, I totally fell in love with that. Like you take one kettlebell, I put it in a bowling bag so it doesn't bounce around in my car and break any speakers or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. um, but like you can take a gym anywhere with you and yeah. any space that you can, I mean, I don't need much space at all. I can do it in like a hotel bathroom. I could do a workout if I needed yeah, to sure. um, and get a full body workout, push, pull, upper body, lower body. Um, so I, I didn't, tra- I didn't like the traditional stuff with barbells and whatever. I got my first kettlebell started learning how to use it in just like the old school style training. Um, and then I learned about being able to like do different flips and doing different juggling with it and stuff. And then that was even more so again, 
for my style of training. Um, I just loved it. It was mentally engaging into what was happening or like, or it was more mentally engaging in training in the same way that like I was excited about the technique. I could get lost in kind of the flow. So it was very meditative, okay. which helps on conditioning side, especially in like fighting. You're almost in this like fluid tension where you're almost, you always need to be ready to go. And then sometimes you need to turn it on and get like max power out of it. But then you go again, you get back to this like flow state um, which I find you can do with the kettlebell the best. But again, that's just my personal opinion. There are definite benefits to training with kettlebells that other things don't, um, that they don't necessarily give you or it's hard for them to give you. One of them and the easiest one to demonstrate is like holding a kettlebell upside down with the handle and then the ball up here. It requires a, a crazy amount of grip strength and then also balance and stability within your shoulder um, to kind of stabilize the weight and then also within your trunk. Um, so that's one type of movement and one small variation to add an increased tension with a smaller weight. So you're like, Hey man, I only have a light bell that I can press overhead really, really easy. If you turn that kettlebell upside down and try and balance it so that you keep the kettlebell straight up and then try and press it, the amount of tension within the system is going to be overloaded and you're going to be like, wow, that becomes much harder to do. Wow. So you start finding cool ways to use lightweight. Um, and then again, you start building more resilient joints, being able to move with lighter weight in different ranges of motion. Um, so it's strength and mobility in one, which is the number one reason why I think everyone can benefit from kettlebells. But if you don't like it, you don't like it. As a coach, I've gotten, when I first started, I was like, kettlebells are the answer. And then I like changed my mindset and was kind of like, well, the <laughs> answer is what works for you. you. I like, I like kettlebells and battle ropes, mm -hmm. but ultimately if, if it's something that you can say consistent with for a long term, that's the win. That's ultimately what you're looking for in health and fitness is something that you enjoy. So if you don't like kettlebells and you don't like what they do, they're not for you. And that's not the best answer. There's something better for you that you could get something similar or the same style of workout relatively with instead of the kettlebell. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Stability would probably that balancing stuff. Yeah. For sure. uh, and then juggling. It, the yeah. Juggling even, the... even, even when I try to do like a kettlebell workout, I'm just like, I don't know if I, am I doing this right? Am I, am I, I don't know. I just feel awkward, but like I can, yeah. I can definitely see the benefits of doing that, of doing like, like it, um, a kettlebell workout compared yeah. to like compared to doing like a, a traditional like doing like a hand clean workout instead of you're throwing up like 145 and you can throw up your little uh, yeah kettlebells and get the same same effect so that's great exactly and it's cool when the kettlebells aren't connected like in the barbell it being connected yeah kettlebells moving individually you can see if one side comes up sooner yeah same pressing you can see inconsistencies sure. like what starts off straighter like you can see the imbalances a little bit more where with a bar it's a little bit harder to see because you might be able to balance it and make it look even even though one side is working one harder than the other because it's connected sure. that system is always connected sure, sure um i would say if you can do a kettlebell deadlift mm -hmm. and you feel comfortable doing a kettlebell swing everything else pretty much requires the same body mechanics as far as like the trunk tension and like your core stability, just bracing, like, you know, from doing different weight, uh, yeah. weightlifting and stuff like that. Um, once you're in that mode and you understand how to brace and move from that position, um, you'd be surprised how quick you'd probably be able to pick up some of the rotational work and some of the like side to side movements where you'd be, you'd be impressed at how quick it is. Once you learn the fundamentals, it's, it takes practice to get to the more, advanced, advanced stuff, flashy yeah. stuff but yeah, the very yeah. basic rotational work that still looks really flashy but isn't really all that fancy the mechanics are still the same that when i sit with people they're like oh i thought that was going to be way harder it's like yeah it's actually just kind of a basic movement it just looks new because you looks, don't see yeah. people do it that often yeah you know? sure for sure it's like yeah. it's yeah it's like it's the same movement you've been doing your whole life but like in in some people's mind it's like i never knew that was that was it this was so easy and it was like well, oh wow because like because when people see like people using kettlebells it, it's one they're probably like i've been doing this for some odd years with the kettlebells and they it looks like it looks like a freaking like like who taught you how to do this is like some foreign like workout that's like 
uh, only people in Russia do it or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> like, but like, it was like, no, this is like, this is the easiest thing to do. It's like, oh, this is like a everyday natural movement that you do. It's just with this kettlebell. So that that's, that's yeah. crazy, man. And that's great too. I mean, you know, I'm always, I'm always looking to find new workouts to do because you can only do the same workout so often. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, ab- yeah old, absolutely. So. And the same thing, you can only work, I mean, it gets tired using the same movement pattern. So only working in this sagittal, this one plane of motion yeah, sure. that gets tired, you know? Yeah. So it's like being able to like turn and change direction and work more rotationally in a natural way that we do as human beings. Sure. Again, it's easier to, to, it's more enjoyable in training because again, it translates to what everyone's what, doing, yeah, right? Like doing. I tell people, they're like, oh no, well, it's like, I don't do that. I'm like, do you have a dog? Do you have a kid? Like, is there anything? Like, I can probably relate it to something in your life when you almost slip and fall and you try and brace and catch yourself. Sure. Like, there's something that you do in there's life some, that's yeah. actually there's pretty always, athletic. Yeah. You don't think you're athletic because it's a normal everyday thing. But yeah, that's I know. I what being an like, athlete is. It's being a human. Like, I, know, I always tell that to uh, moms. Like, you are the most, probably the most athletic person. You just, you just don't know it. Like, but yeah. you're dealing with a kid all day and the kid is running around in circles around you and you have to, you know, juke juke and spin and pick them up and you know hold them as you're walking so uh, yeah i totally get it so um yeah stabilizing doing all that stuff walking yeah. over the cat trying not to wake up the kid like quick oh yeah for sure speed power for sure <laughs> yeah for sure dude. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> um That's one of the, yeah for sure uh one of the things i also want to ask you is how did you get into muay thai fighting because that's you know i don't know anyone that does muay thai i mean the only person i met before was like my brother his coach one of his coaches was a muay thai fighter and like i've never seen a muay thai fighter before or watched someone do muay thai fighting you only see it on the internet or those crazy yeah. fights that they have uh so how did you get into that and like what what was like the inspiration or like like what inspired you to get into muay thai fighting um well i kind of i originally started doing more of like MMA grappling style training and stuff like that with a buddy who was getting ready to do a tournament. Okay. Um, I actually did the tournament when, with him and got, it was no head contact, but it was full like grappling fought mm-hmm. in MMA gloves. You could do body strikes. We didn't wear shin guards or anything like that. Um, and although I liked grappling, it wasn't the most fun, especially mm-hmm. at that point I was a heavyweight. I was, I think I weighed in at like 295 or something like that right. yeah. in that tournament. Um, this was like just fresh out of high school. I'd only trained for like four months and I was just kind of like, he was like, do you want to do it with me? I was like, sure. I'll take a fight. Like, that sounds fun. I'm like, why not? You <laughs> yeah, know, why not? Like, I'll go on vacation. Let's go to San Diego and do it. That's actually where it was. Nice. Um, so, uh, I did that and then I just did that one. It was fun. It was a good experience. Um, I didn't like the grappling as much because as a heavyweight, it was just felt a lot like just laying down on top of each other and wrestling. Yeah. I, I wasn't very technical. I didn't wrestle in high school or anything like that so uh, I was much more interested in the standing up and fighting um and then stopped training that friend ended up moving away and then I just was trying to figure out what with kettlebells was my was my niche and what was what I I like to do for fitness Mm -hmm. I knew that I like to hit stuff so I always had like a heavy bag in my or like a punching bag in my garage or at my house um and then I moved to Sacramento to go to school and I just happened to live near a Muay Thai gym and they were like a really traditional Muay Thai gym. Okay. And that's where I fell in love with it. You know, it was just like the style and the culture of it. And it was just like, it's so friendly and fun and brutal and violent at the same time. It's wild. (laughs) You know, it's like there's there it's, Every Muay Thai fighter, it's like there's no trash talking like MMA. It's like I'm friends with every, almost every single person that I fought with. If I'm not friends with them, it's because I don't interact with them on social media. But like oh, wow. I, I've trained with other dudes that I fought with. We yeah. don't talk trash before the fights. It's not like I'm going to destroy you and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. it's like, please come out and give me the best fight that I can because mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to learn from. Wow. Um, so that respect in the in the sport was what made me fall in love with the training style. And then it was, again, I was a bigger dude. I was kind of helping people gear up and get ready for fights. And then I just started losing weight and losing weight and getting more control of my diet and then just chipping away. And then finally I was like, told my, uh, she's going to hate this. Uh, I'm not sure exactly if we were engaged at the time or if we had already been married. 
for would, a little bit. I would say your so girl- it was either my fiance or my wife. I would say on the time yeah. Frame. I would say your yeah your girlfriend. I'm gonna use, that, yeah, I'm gonna use the excuse girlfriend now girlfriend now wife. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she might have been my fiance, but anyway, I get punched enough that maybe I forgot that time. Yeah, whatever. Just, just play. Um, yeah, just blame me on the punches. Like, oh, I don't exactly. Um, I asked her. I was like, "Hey, so I'm interested in kind of fighting," and she was like, "I fully support you, but if you're gonna do it, you gotta, you gotta go all in. Like, you gotta go full to it. You gotta fully sure. dedicate yourself." And then that was where I was like, "Okay." I took one smoker, fell in love with it, and then from there, it's just been. I don't know. It just, it feels natural. You know, I like yeah, the stress. Sure. I like the pressure of like, it is a team sport. Like you get ready with the team. You have a coach, even in between rounds, you come back to your corner and your coach tries to tell you what they see, but then you have to go out and do it. You know, it's like you have people to support you, but then you ultimately have to be the one to do it. Um, so it's totally responsibility on you. You can't throw the blame at anyone else, but yourself. Um, and it's really, it's rich, true and respectful, which is why I don't know that I'd ever do MMA. Um, I would, I would ref it, but I wouldn't Mm -hmm. ever personally fight in MMA. Um, but I, I definitely, I want to keep competing in Muay Thai and I want to go pro in it and see, um, how far and what level I can do that. I want to do some international amateur fights on like a higher level. Um, cause now I'm approaching like 15 amateur fights, um, so I want to start getting more international experience where guys have been fighting. I'll have to fight guys that are younger than me, but, yeah. uh, but they've been, they've been fighting probably since they were since kids. They were you know kids. What I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, no, it's, people where it, it's like, yeah, it's always crazy to watch. Um, like I always see those, um, documentaries of the Muay Thai fighting down in, in Muay Thai or right. It's in it, Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, in Thailand. Yeah. And just watching there. I'm like, dude, like that, that famous coach, I forget his name. Uh, he's down there um but like it's just watching them like the workouts and like the regimen that they do it's so intense and but it's like but it's like you said i didn't i did i had no idea that was very respectful like that and very like friendly and very like because muay thai and mma i mean yeah they're both fighting but there's two it's like it's almost like two different cultures there that you have exactly yeah i mean not saying that in mma where they i mean everyone respects people but it's like there's a lot of trash talking even when i go to a fight like i will watch my brother's fight i there's people that i don't even know i'm talking shit to these people i'm like shut the fuck up i'm like i don't even know you but like if yeah. you're talking, and so like but that, that's crazy that's that's a totally a 180 thing in moist and i think i think part of that and you kind of like you kind of brushed uh, like you kind of touched the topic a little bit i think part of that is because they do start so young mm-hmm. it's so natural you know and it's just mm-hmm. like kids start providing for their families through fighting really, really young. And then they recognize if this is a way to provide for my family, I want to provide for my family. And then the same way it's disrespectful to stop somebody else from providing for their family, which is what the other fighter is. So you have to give the dude respect, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's like another thing that I like within it, and this might be more of the American side of it is like in, in trash talking, a lot of people, they're like, they trash talk them about them being terrible Mm-hmm. like you listen to conor mcgregor for instance he talks trash about people being like at like you're a bum you're nothing you're yeah. this and then just like downplay him but then once he beats him he can't keep calling him a bum right because mm-hmm. then you beat a bum and you're nobody so it's like yeah. right after he uplifts them and is like that was you know like he's a sound opponent sure. like i you know and then he like and it's just like why not just do that from the get-go like being like this guy is the sharpest opponent the best test that i'm gonna get blah 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 and then beat him and then be like see i told you he was the best and he's still i'm unfazed by it yeah for me sure. that shows more mental confidence instead of being like having to tear yeah. down somebody yeah, else's building some that, yeah it, it's but it's, it's mind game so it's a yeah. different it's yeah it's a different culture and a different mindset behind the fighting for sure yeah yeah that's crazy yeah, um it's wild i wanted yeah i wanted to get into these uh some of these questions i have for you but they're not no way they're not formal or anything. And so just, yeah, just cool. like, um, did you, did you have like a, a mentor or um, someone that like inspired you to get into this type of uh, like in Muay Thai, Muay Thai fighting or the kettlebell, or it was just, just you pursuing something that you liked or, you know, that's, something like that. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I would definitely say I had a mentor that I was kind of following in the kettlebell realm. That was um, the, he's actually still my mentor and um, one of my uh, bosses through living.fit. His name is Marcus Martinez. 
Um, in the early days of me getting a kettlebell, I started following his coaching, started following his programming. And then since then I've learned from him and now work with and for him. Um, so that was kind of, I was following his guide and I like, cause he is the type of mentor that he's like, you need to find, yes, I like that you like my style, but you need to find your own style mm-hmm. and build. So there are some things that he does that I'm like, nah, that's not my jam. And he's like, I like that. That's not your jam. Find your jam and make mm-hmm. these two things. Cause then that again, gives us variety. Um, so he's kind of like, he's a mentor that allows you to work and learn from other people, which I think is incredibly valuable. Like he's not stressed if I work with somebody else ever. Um, but then the fighting thing was more so just kind of self-driven about wanting to test myself. It was like, once I got a test of sparring, it was like, okay, let's go to the next level. And then I got a, a smoker, which is like an exhibition fight. There's no winner, no loser. Okay. Um, once I got one of those, it was a little, it was elevated a little bit. And I was like, Oh, that was exciting. And then I got an amateur fight where you get your hand raised. And I was like, Oh, that is, that's the jam. And then nice. from there, it's like, they started taking off pads and then now it's just 10 ounce gloves and elbow pads, huh. um, no other gear. And it's yeah. Now, again, I'm just, now I'm interested in seeing how far I can go and how well I'll keep up against the next level of talent, you know, like, I think I'm, I'm big on having stepping stones. I would like to be like, Oh, I'm going to be a professional champion. Don't know if that's ever in the cards for me, but I I know that I want to keep testing myself at the next level, but that's just come from, that's just come from being self-driven off of liking the sport and liking the competition and wanting to see how good I can do in, in Muay Thai. I didn't have a specific fighter that I was emulating or following. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's even, that's even, that's great, man. Yeah. It was weird. I, again, I don't know. There was something just natural within me that it clicked, that it was just the sport that made sense, you know? For sure. Maybe it's the Viking. Maybe it was the beard. I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) It's probably probably all of, all the above, you know, you know, uh, when you, yeah, it's like when you, like after high school, it's kind of like, um, you have to like re you have to because you know who you are in high school but then once you leave and you go off to college and then you're meeting all these new people you kind of have to redefine yourself or like not not redefine yourself but you're finding what you like in your life what what um what motivates you more what gets you what gets you up every day and like yeah that was was like kind of the same for me when I was in high school like getting out of high school and going to college like what did I like what do I want to do I knew I didn't know that doing this would be like, like, I like doing this. Like I really do. And it, you know, yeah. it took me a while to get to what I'm doing right now. You know, it doesn't pay for anything. It doesn't do anything. I just like, I love to do this. Like I like, yeah. I like meeting new people. I like meeting, um, like rehashing some old re- re- uh, friendships I have because I see everyone online. And I was like, oh, they're doing great stuff. Like I should just talk to them and stuff. So yeah, that's great. That's great, man. And like, I didn't, I don't, I mean, I don't have anyone motivating, like, like a mentor, like doing this, this is all me. So, but like, you know, like you had to have listened to podcasts, right? Oh oh, yeah, for sure. Like I'll, I'll listen to like, I, I forget when someone told me like, what's the, like you listen to a podcast. I'm like, what the hell is a podcast? (laughs) And then I, he's like, yeah, just like, you have an iPhone. Like, yeah, I do. Like here, just download it. It's it's an app. And then people just put stuff on. Is it like radio? I asked him, it's like radio, right? And he's like, yeah, but it's there forever. Like radio comes and it goes. And so like I just started listening to some podcasts and I was like, like this doesn't seem that hard to do. And I'm like, and I was like, I can do this. But like it would it took me a while to get to to do it because I was just like just nervous of doing it for some reason. Like it's it's weird when I do an episode by myself because I'm just talking to myself alone. Yeah. Like there's no one here. And like when I'm doing this, it's great because I'm interacting with someone. And I, you know, I'm, I'm talking to them about uh, like stuff that I, I just see that you do and I want to know more about. So I like doing these interviews a little bit more than that, but I'm getting used to it. So, yeah. Um, and like, the, no joke. It's just a practice, right? Like, just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think after the fourth one I did, I was like just talking randomly to myself and I had to, I had to edit, I had to edit like at least. 15 minutes of myself just rambling on about <laughs> bullshit i'm like oh my god that's this is, what am i talking about here i have no idea what i'm talking about here so i'm just gonna edit that out um <laughs> yeah there are so many retakes from my instagram posts and stuff like that like, <laughs> oh yeah retake. hey guys how you do oh crap I forgot what i was gonna say yeah. hey guys how you doing yeah um, my wife will laugh. She'll like randomly pop in the room and she'll be like, Hey guys, it's Monday. Cause that's like, 
you know it's like typical you put your game face on and you start talking yeah. and it's like hey gang it's thursday we're here at it again and she'll, she'll just start laughing like uh great i know my wife my wife does that to me too when i'm like i'm like working on like what i should say unless i like i'm practicing she's like hey everybody it's like hell she's she'll do like sometimes i do like hello everyone welcome to the joshua's go to podcast she's like hello joshua's go to how are you doing today i'm like well, really are yeah. you doing this right now come on yeah they'll um, be like, oh did you get your batman voice on oh <laughs> yeah for sure right it's like i'm just trying to figure out what i'm doing man yeah get off sure. back. um <laughs> And uh, is there like, um, if you could, I always, I asked my brother this question and it was like, what would you tell yourself, like um, your 18 year old self uh, about what's to come or like? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I think about this all the time. Like one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. Mm. And like, I think about it, like, what would I do and what would I tell myself if I could go back? But like that would end up changing potentially meeting people at specific times, you know, like it would end up potentially changing so much of the process that I would honestly just go back and try and tell myself being like, dude, be here in the moment Mm -hmm. and just like accept this time. Like don't stress so much about what had happened or what's about to happen. Like really just be here in the moment and appreciate this. Um, Because again, those are the things that I now look back on that I'm like, Oh man, that was so incredible. It was like this crazy time where this happened and that happened and taking this fight on, on nine days notice. But it's like, who knows if I would have told myself to get into Muay Thai at, at 18, that would have potentially changed me meeting my wife and going to school and getting the education I did. And then being able to follow along with my mentor and the kettlebell side of things. So I truly believe that things happen the way that they should. So I would just tell myself to enjoy the process and just live in the moment, you know, just be like, dude, just like ride the wave ride and just it, be, yeah. be in it, you know, like be all about it and be in it in the moment. Cause that moment will be gone. For sure. Man. Good, yeah. Man. Cause it, yeah, I don't want to change anything, you know? No, like, you, I, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you really think about it. Like, I like, mean, yes, I mean, there are, sorry. You know, uh, like there's just, you know, there's certain moments in your life. You are like, ah, I would never change any, anything about like that. But like, even myself, like, if I would have gone back and told myself like, Hey, just, you know, don't do anything. Like, like maybe there's a couple things I would tell them, tell them along the way, like watch out for this and watch out for that. But you're good. You'll be fine. For yeah. That. But, like, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, when I was in high, when I was in college, it was just like, I, I loved every minute of it. I loved it. I was like, you know, I was with the boys and playing football, you know, going to class, you know, learning different things, meeting new people. I mean, I think I knew everyone in my classes. That was just great. But like, it's not like, I mean, some of the people that I still talk to, but some of the other people I don't talk to anymore, but it was like, it was just nice knowing everyone in the classroom. So yeah, I, I don't think I would change anything either. Yeah. I, I like that. I think that's good advice too. being like, you'll be okay. Yeah. Like you're going to stress. Yeah. I think I also think, yeah, you're going to stress out. Everyone does. And I was like, I think, I think that's what my 18 year old self was wondering what would happen when I got to 35. Like what, like, like I'm, you're stressing. You just don't stress, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't stress, dude. You're going to be fine. Like that time will come. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I even told myself one time, I was like, man, I can't wait to be 35. I can't wait to be older and be an adult. And now I'm like, I'm 35. Man, I wish I was fucking 18 again, man. I had no problem. I had no care in the world, no bills, no problems. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, why did I want to grow up so fast? You know? So, um, would, um, let's see. What was I gonna ask? Um, any, like, did you have like one, like a moment or several moments of like a big failure in your life and you like, you learned from it? Like, like it taught you like uh, something you've never learned before, or like just just a lesson that was like, oh, I didn't know that. And then the kid, uh, you know, yeah, fell. it wasn't necessarily a failure. Like I didn't do anything, or like it wasn't like I was trying to have something happen and then it failed. But like the biggest life lesson um, and like the craziest experience that I've had, again, because I'm weird and I think that even bad stuff happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but this crazy life lesson that I like learned a whole bunch of different stuff about myself and about like, uh, the uniqueness of life was, um, on a vacation, which actually, this is like the catalyst that really got me into controlling my diet and getting a little bit more healthy with what I put into my body. Mm -hmm. 
um, on a vacation with, um, with my wife, we were traveling up to Washington state and on our last trip or on our last day up in Washington, we were going to like do some stuff, hang around and then start driving back down to Oregon and then back down to California. Um, I ended up fainting and like hitting my head. Oh, wow. And I had this huge lump on the back of my head. And my wife was like, Hey, you look, you kind of sound like you have a concussion. I'm not hundred percent sure. Let's go to the ER, went to the ER and they ran a bunch of tests. They were like, you're, I mean, there is a lump. You sound a little concussed. We're going to give you an IV, run some fluids through you, just let you kind of relax and see what's going on. Um, and then it, in total, us waiting, getting the IV and doing all that stuff, it was probably about like an hour and a half or two hours or so that we were within the ER trying to do all that stuff. Um, right as they finally hook me up and they get the drip going and all that stuff, I have a full-blown grand mal seizure and I go wow. like full go full out of it for like 15 seconds. And then as I come to it, it's called going post-ectal where like I wasn't present, but my body was functioning. So I'm like pulling out my IV, trying to get out of the bed. My wife said, she's looking me in the face and I'm looking past her just being like, you got to let me out of here. You got to get me out of here. They start trying to strap me to the bed and they ended up having to sedate me and put me into a medically induced coma so that they could run a CT scan and make sure that there was no damage done. Luckily there wasn't really anything done um, neurologically or anything like that but because of my reaction and how big and strong I was at the time because <laughs> um, in the hospital I want to say I was over 300 pounds I was like 305 or something like that the nurses were afraid to wake me up so they mm. kept me in a coma for like four days oh, um, wow. and then finally the neurologist that was on the day that I went into the ER that put me under and sedated me for the tests they came back in that was like a Thursday or a Friday they came back in after the weekend on Monday and they were like, why is this kid still out? And they woke me up. And then that doctor was very straightforward, was like, hey, check this out. You're morbidly obese. You're six foot tall. You're over 300 pounds. Your visceral fat is doing this. And they just started listing off stuff. And my wife got all defensive being like, don't you say that? And I'm like, per her medical standards, she's not lying. She's not mm -hmm. saying John Christensen is a bad person. She's saying, look at these tests that they ran. I can't say anything. I'm hooked up to all these machines. I'm laying in a hospital bed. Like I, I'm kind of coming to and being like, whatever, like what's happening, but being like, don't be mad at the doctor. She's just relaying information. And from that, it was just like, that's where I, I kind of took the moment of being like, dude, you gotta, you gotta respect your body and what you put into it and what you're doing with it. Sure. And then you really got to live in the moment because everyone walking around has a 10% chance of having a seizure. So it's not like it was like, it could happen to anyone. Once you have one, that percentage has goes up and I've had more since then. So my percentage is increasing at whatever rate. Um, but the neurologists say it doesn't, there's no impact. There's no damage so far done to my brain or to my spine or anything like that. They have cleared me for fighting. Um, I'm, they don't think that it's anything related to that. Every time I've had one, it's been early in the morning or like through my sleep. Um, but the lesson again learned was just like, dude, life's so short. Like yeah. you really got to respect yourself and respect the time that you have because it can be changed on a, in a moment's notice. Like it was just like a normal day. I just woke up and then all of a sudden it was like everything was changed sort of for the better or better, for the yeah. worse, I guess, but also for the better because now yeah. I'm more aware and I've like got control of my life. Like, I don't know, it was this crazy eye-opening experience, which I'm, again, I'm so grateful for. I wouldn't change that. Although I wish I didn't have to take medication and I wish it wasn't that bad and blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, it, it opened me up to being more receptive to feedback, to being more healthy. It, it opened my eyes to so many more things that I was close-minded to that I just, I can't help but like be grateful for that experience, sure. you know? Yeah, for sure. Man, so it was weird. weird. How old were you when that happened again? Um, it was 2000 and... 14 2013 wow. yeah so it was like six years ago wow that's man that's intense yeah that's it was crazy. wild man that's crazy just to be i couldn't i i, I can't even imagine that like just to be you're waking up yeah, we're gonna head back home now and kind of stuff and then all of a sudden you just yeah I w it was wild i was on the phone with my mom and i remember like i was talking to her in the parking lot and then all of a sudden i was like had this weird deja vu feeling which is now a mental note for me before I've had seizures, I've had that feeling again. And so if mm. I get this weird deja vu feeling, I'm like, huh. And they call it in the medical industry, it's called an aura. So I get these auras and I was like, huh, I've been here, done this before. And then all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, my head kind of hurts and my phone was sitting next to me and my dog was chilling with me because I was taking him out to go to the bathroom and I picked up the phone. I was like, hello. And my mom was like, what? And I was like, 
I don't know. I'm just sitting down on the ground. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, did you hear anything? Did something happen? She was like, no, there was like a little, it sounded like, and then you said, hello. It was like an instant, you know, like I had just like barely fallen down. So it was like, I was even talking to someone when the initial fainting happened, when I hit my head and then I was in the hospital when it happened, when my initial seizure happened, but because I wasn't in the coma, having the seizure in the machine, all of the tests that they ran are like after the fact. So it's like what damage was done, not so much what is happening now. So that like they woke up and I'm like, what happened? Doctors are like, we don't know. We can't tell you what happened. We can't tell you why it happened. We just know you had a full grand mal seizure and you went completely out for 15 seconds. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think I've had three full ones and a couple of petty mal, which is like, I'll have weird sensations. I'll be disoriented, but I won't go completely out. I won't get like the full tremors and the shakes. Uh I'll stay fully coherent. I'll go through hot sweats and stuff like that. But they usually last the, the petty mal, like half seizures, they can last anywhere from like their small increments and like, it's like a three minute stint, Mm -hmm. but they'll happen repeatedly over like a four hour period. Or sometimes I've even had them up for like one full day, like from when I wake up in the morning until I go to bed at night, every hour I'll have like two or three of them where I go through these full hot sweats. And it's just like this crazy fluctuation of energy and electricity Mm -hmm. that's going on in my brain. And then eventually it settles down and nothing happens. that's insane crazy. man that's so crazy man i would never think that would happen to like anyone and like yeah just it's just it's more neurons firing in your yeah, brain at one time than your brain can handle you know and that's where it's like because it's just electricity that's just like trying to interconnect interconnect and it's too it's too deep for them to figure out what is actually happening that's on that level insane, which is yeah. it, which is insane it's 2020 we don't even know what's going yeah, on we don't even like, know yeah like doctors can like cure almost anything now these days but like stuff no like that. one no one knows what's still going on inside your own head like all yeah these, like things firing off yeah insane, you get know? a like get a fifty five thousand dollar bill for a medical yeah. stay when the medical information that you got was you are now epileptic we don't know why we don't know what happened <laughs> right, yeah like <laughs> Here, here's a bill you're yeah. athletic. I don't know why you are, but here's your bill. So yeah, it's like, Jeez. I'm pretty sure I could have done that. Like I yeah. could have webbed and indeed this. Like I could have told you everything yeah. that you just wait, told wait, wait. me. Every time you web and indeed something, you may die. So just... yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... Um, anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> you, um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Uh, who are, uh, I guess it's kind of like, it'd be kind of, it's kind of along the same questions, but is there anyone yeah. else that's like influenced you in your life? besides like your coach or is like, you know, friends, parents? Yeah. I mean, definitely my family for sure. Um, my parents, um, all my siblings, I know, you know, my brother, but then I also have some half siblings, Mm -hmm. um, two half sisters and a half brother. Um, and then my wife and my partner, we just so much support and encouragement to just like follow my dreams and to do everything that I'm doing. Even with the seizure stuff, they're like, be smart about it. Mm -hmm. Get, the correct medical advice, but then if it's what you can do and it's again, and it's healthy for you and not, not going to deteriorate your life at a crazy ridiculous rate. Mm-hmm. I understand that fighting can deteriorate yeah. some quality. You know, I've broken my nose a couple of times, but uh, so I would say my family has been the biggest thing, been the most supportive. I mean, my wife for sure. Um, but then like my, my best friend is my brother, me and him. He lives in South Dakota now with my folks. You should actually have him on here. He's, you know, this is a gaming <laughs> podcast and we haven't yeah, talked sure. much about gaming. Um, he's the dude, he's the gaming, he's the gamer of the family. But <laughs> me and him, we, we chat like two or three times a week, every other day or so we get on like, today I was doing work and doing programming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And me and him uh, were on a video chat for like two hours where he was also doing work at his house, but we were just like shooting shit, talking to each other. And it was sure. just like, that is just that restores my soul and just recharges my energy um so definitely my family is some of my biggest inspiration to continue to push and like on the days that it's hard it's like why are you doing this like when when john doesn't want to do it it's like why do you do it it's like Mm -hmm. all the support behind you that is encouraging you to do it when you do want to that's what gets me through the days when i don't want to do it that's awesome yeah my brother my brother always tells us he always thanks us for always coming out, always supporting him with like anything that he does towards fighting. And it's like, I always tell him like, dude, you always, I always got your back in this no matter what. Cause you're, I, I, I can see it in you that you want this. So like, 
I always, I always tell them like, I'm more than happy to pay for something that you need, man. So like, if that's, that will help you get to your next step and like you're so into whatever it is that you need to get there. So like, yeah, family is always, always. Yeah. Family. Sure. Number one, for sure. Um, could you, uh, would you, uh, let's see, what was I going to say? Uh, if you could step into someone else's shoes and ask, and, uh, what would you ask yourself in their shoes? Like, anything really yeah um if i could step into somebody else's shoes and ask me a question yeah like any like anything like if you could like put yourself into someone else's shoes and like look from the outside in like look from the outside at your perspective on stuff with anything like that like just like something um yeah from somebody else's perspective um I don't know, man. That's a tough one. That's a good question. Um, it'd probably be something like I get, um, I'll, I get asked randomly a lot about like my confidence and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm really goofy mm -hmm. and I feel like that's something that most people don't expect from yeah. me being like, they see me and like when I'm straight faced and with a beard and stuff, I look all crazy, but like, um, I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like thinking, asking myself stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all good, man. You know, it, it, it was a tough, like, you, yeah, I don't know. I, asked my, I think I asked my brother the same question. He was like, dude, I don't even know, man. It's like, it's a tough question. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. yeah don't, what'd you don't... do for dinner last night? Like, I don't know. It'd be something <laughs> you know? Like, maybe, maybe, know. Let me, yeah. Maybe like clarifying, like if you yeah. like, you know, be, you know, step outside step outside of yourself and look at what you've been doing like what would you think what would you think like just by looking at yourself from the outside someone else's shoes what would they think like you who who you are as a person and like how would you get to where you are and stuff like that um if I could step outside myself and from someone else's perspective, look mm -hmm. at like where I am and how I've gotten there. Yeah. In some way, maybe, maybe like, I don't know, maybe like uh, if like, it was like your brother looking at you, like saying like, Oh, like, like when I look at my brother and I'm, I see him, like, I still see him as my little brother, but I also see him as like, man, this guy has been through so much just to get to where he is. I don't know how he does it or how, how he got through some of the things that yeah what i can tell you what i what i wish like no doubt and okay. you even touched on it is like i wish that everyone could see me and like from the outside looking in understand that they can do it too mm. like i'm nothing i don't feel like i'm anything special i don't mm -hmm. feel that i'm crazy overly talented um i would say the thing that i have in my favor is that i'm just persistent i just keep doing it and keep doing it because it makes me happy so that's the one thing is that i wish um i wish that people could see that like i'm not i'm not doing any of this stuff or saying any of the things or posting what i'm doing because i think that it's the thing that people want to see i do it because i'm enjoying it and it's what brings it like it brings me fulfillment and joy and all that so i want people to know it's like just do you and be real about it and post it out there. Cause you can do it. You just got to be consistent and put in the effort and the time to do it. Sure. So that's what I wish people would see is just being like, I'm not, I'm nothing special. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just John. Yeah. yeah I'm just you can me. Do it too. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's nothing. People are like, Oh, well I couldn't ever get, yes, you can, man. Like you can't, if you continue to think that way and I get, I'm, I hate hearing that stuff being like, well, I would never be able to get to where you, yes, you can, man. Like you just start and then you do it and then you do it and then you get better at it. And then yeah. you, you get, and then you feel better. Like people think it's motivation, action results when really it's action results, motivation. Mm -hmm. And then you continue that process. You action results, motivation. And that just continues itself. Yeah. The one, there's a quote I love. It's from the rock. He says, your biggest, your biggest um, enemy is yourself. And yeah. Yeah, it's it, and it's like the biggest, the biggest hurdle. Like it, it's 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 in anything. It's it's you that you have to fight against. Like it's no one. It's no one else out there. It's not. It's not. It's not the people telling you that. It's not. It's not anything else. It's really you. It's just 
you want to do this and that's the real like fight that you have to like push through and it, it's tough i totally get it i mean like i wake up some days and I'm like i don't want to go to work i don't want to i don't want to go work out i don't want to do any of that man but like i still do it and i get through it and then at the end of the day i'm like oh what was i complaining about later you know exactly yeah so, i totally get it um yeah is there um i'm gonna ask you some fun questions like but just about anything but like Obviously, I do a gaming podcast, but do you play any games? Do you play any um, Yeah, games? I do some old school stuff. I'll do like like the old school N64 Mario Kart for oh, sure. People it. are going to be like, oh, these are just name drops, like obviously. No. But, um, but I'll, 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 like, I definitely get on some Blitz, more old school mm, games like that. Uh, I'm trying I to love, think of... I, miss, uh, I love Blitz so much. Yeah, oh, my God. Like, someone, oh, I forget who it was. Someone told me, I was like, I wish they bought brought that blitz i'm like yeah. yes and i was like i was, my head just like was like yes i wish they did the arcade version he's like yes the arcade version yeah the just arcade bring version. it back man i was yeah. like oh like 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 the football games now are just so like it's so like just like it's, it's not it's even hard. the yeah it was yeah it's hard and <laughs> it's but like, it's like it's just so they pour so much into like the deep like the details like oh this is a real play from from like john john harbaugh's playbook or this is this is the actual defense that they run i'm like i don't care i just want to play yeah. a football game i don't care and yeah. like i don't i don't care like i don't care about that stuff just i just want to play some i just want to hit the quarterback yeah i, I want to be able to lay out for 35 yards and blast, blast someone, someone. i know and then pick so, them up and power bomb power again and i was like i was like so i, I youtube old blitz old nfl blitz games and i was like oh my god that's right i was like this is the one thing i used to do I used to stand at the line sprint make it look like you're sprinting but the computer won't let you go till you hike and you already have like like you, it's like it's like an automatic sack every single time, and I yeah, used to do that all the times so I totally Dude, and like yeah. you could button mash after the play to just continue to hit them. Continuously, the slam on the guy, just slam, sure. slam, slam. Like, <laughs> it was so much fun. That was oh, that was the best. Yeah. Um, um, and then one game, me and my brother, my brother would be upset if I didn't bring it up. Is we always be playing Streets of Rage. We'll get in there and like we'll go. He's got one of those cool games where it's like one system that does it all and it has mm. like, all the arcade games and does oh, all that wow. we'll always get on streets of rage whenever i go visit him oh, that's a great that's game. our jam we'll just go we'll just i haven't played that game in so long yeah dude that's a throwback that's but so that's long. i don't really play uh my wife is real into the the batman lego game um okay but, like, i'm not um I, that one's actually pretty fun they're i like fun. that that's, yeah they're yeah, fun that, man that's, those that's are like I, cool. I remember getting those games with uh my brother when he was getting when he was playing video games like we get the lego games and like we're just like we play that for hours and like it'd be like four hours in and we're like my dad would come in are you two still playing like yeah we're almost done actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah they're fun games yeah for sure yeah um uh so besides besides you did you you me played football at rancho in uh yeah. park did, did you play any other sports besides football when you're in high school um like at rancho i yeah. like i was on the rugby team okay one season i don't i played a couple of games it wasn't very long we didn't have that many it was more just like a club than a actual like team um i did track and field maybe two years um doing like the shot put and disc i wasn't ever very good um i played in middle school i played ice hockey and then after ice after high school i played ice hockey but it was just way too expensive i wasn't working because of playing football and being a teenager and not really wanting to work and do whatever so i couldn't afford it like during high school and didn't have the time for it anyways um that's one thing like going back i wish i would have continued to be able to play ice hockey throughout high school mm-hmm. even in a very very little bit um because that's one sport that i still really really like i love hockey that's my jam dude it's like a mixture of football and soccer and fighting it's mm-hmm. like it's the jam, dude. I love yeah. it. It's like I went. Yeah. I, I went to my first hockey game last year. It was the Sharks versus uh, the Ve- Las Vegas Knights or something. It was fun. I had yeah. so much fun at it, and I was like, I, I was like, I, was, I just yelled every time something happened. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but it looks awesome. <laughs> dude, it was, up here in Santa Rosa, they have the Growlers. The, yeah, the men's league. Yeah, yeah dude, it's I heard awesome. they're intense. And like, they, yeah, they sell out games. They have full blown fights. I mean, like, they, and they're a legit hockey team. They're wow. good too it's it's fun it's fun stuff i love hockey that's awesome man yeah well 
John, I don't want to take up too much of the rest of your time and your night. I know you got a wife to get to and stuff like that. <laughs> so, but uh, I want to lead off. Uh, do you want to plug anything where people can find you? Um, any like Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Like, go ahead. Yeah, type in, uh, you can put my name, John Christensen, or um, you can look me up, The Bearded Bell. Pretty much everything is at The Bearded Bell, whether it's Twitter, Instagram. I have a business page or a private Facebook page. You can hit me up on either. I'm not on Facebook as much. Um, and then also definitely check out living.fit. I'll be coming out and doing more stuff with them and doing stuff like that as I'm working with them. But I appreciate being on here, man. This was yeah, cool. No, dude, um, man, I really do appreciate you being on here, man, for sure. I mean, it's I, I, I sent out like a lot of like uh, DMs to some friends and like uh, I think you and someone else were the only one that got back to me. <laughs> Everyone's, uh, everyone asked me, I was like, wait, you have a podcast? Like, yeah, it's like I'm not promoting it or anything. It's just something I do for fun and like maybe one day it'll turn into something, but who knows? But like, yeah, I really, I really do appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your day for doing this, man. I really, do. yeah, absolutely, man. My pleasure, dude. No sure. problem. And I probably seemed like a, like a little high school kid, all super excited. Right. When you asked me, I like hearted it. And I was like, yeah, dude, like <laughs> immediately I was like, so Hell quick yeah. to respond too. I know. And my wife sure. said something after she was like, you should maybe make it seem like you have something else going on in your life. You answered that so quick. And I was like, <laughs> oh, don't, Dude, don't don't even like trip, that. man. I was I was, I was I think I was surprised that you know, I was like I was on my phone and I was like oh someone answered hell yeah and I was on my phone I just as she was like yes please say yes yes he said yes sweet I'm like what do you want to do it I'm like sweet let's do it let's do it so yeah don't baby. even even me like it's just like I just I'm just asking and like it's it's fun for me doing this yeah so. yeah i'm the same way dude i like it i like being able to support other people find out what other people are doing right like yeah. i haven't seen you in a minute but getting to find out like what you're doing and and connect with you seeing your sure. podcast and then help support everyone else yeah. doing their it you know I, yeah, it helps, I enjoy it i like it but um it's good stuff. I, I will um i'll let you know when i drop this i'm, try, I'm trying to get it done before i head out to my parents for thanksgiving but uh, cool. i'll let you know and um yeah but thanks again man i really do appreciate it appreciate it man Ladies. yeah absolutely do my pleasure for sure john all right man well thank you again for being on john and um go check it out go check out john's instagram and the beard the, say it again the bearded the bearded bell the bearded bell. bell the bearded bell yeah all right john here you have a good night buddy you too man thanks later